Wonder how that woman came up with her cool idea and turned it into a business? Listen in to find out how. Welcome to Women Inspired. I'm your host, Linda Ugolo, and on this show I interview women and a few cool dudes, all of them artists, healers, changemakers, and entrepreneurs about what fires them up and how they put their dreams into action. And today I'm really excited to have on my show a woman who, after spinal surgery, needed to relearn how to dance, and she went on to found the Abilities Dance Company in Boston. Welcome, Elise Patterson. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad to have you here, and I'm just in so inspired by your story. Can you tell us a little bit about like your dreams, you know, what you intended or thought about your life to be and how that got changed and how you ended up doing what you're doing today? Okay. Um, well, in a nutshell, I had always danced on and off in my childhood. And then uh, seven years ago, actually, I had to have a spinal operation where I needed to relearn how to do everything. And in that process, my doctor actually told me that um, dancing professionally wouldn't be an option for me. And so I went on to do other things. I actually went to college for biology. Um, and I got to travel with it um, at Wellesley College, which is really nice. And um, while sailing across the Atlantic, I realized if I could do that, then I could definitely get back into dancing. And so I worked hard at it and really tried to find a space for me, but I felt like there wasn't quite a space where I could kind of grow with my limitations, and so it inspired me to create abilities. Wow, so what was it about going to, going to Europe? You were sailing, mm -hmm. you said? Yeah. What, um, what, ma what about that made you have that epiphany? I guess it's something about just that hard sailor life that um, really challenges you, um, but also makes you appreciate the beauty in life. And so I wanted to kind of keep that motivation about life going and uh, kind of led me back into dance, which has always been a love of mine. That's fantastic. So you were sailing across the yes. Atlantic. Yes. Oh my gosh, like a big boat? I mean, how yeah. many people? Um, it was with sea semester, so doing research and then sailing with a group of amazing people. Wow. So you said, this is great, but what I really want to do is... Dance. Dance. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so, like, what, what kinds of things did you have to do coming out of spinal surgery in order to reclaim movement on, right. uh, you know, to the degree that you wanted? I, um, I definitely used a walker a lot, um, off and on, until actually about last year. And um, So that was how long? It was about um, five, six years, mm -hmm. yeah. And, um, but through that, trying to figure out um, what works for my body, what doesn't, and also trying to find spaces that, would, um, that I could learn from and um, grow within those limitations. You mean, so. when you say spaces, you mean teachers, like, yeah. classes? Yeah, classes, studios, summer intensives, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. really. What did you find? Um, I found that um, people are open, but there's still not really a space to be like, I have this physical challenge, can you work with that? There's still some level of expectation. Um, and so I wanted to create a space where um, people are welcome regardless. And are they out there wanting to dance? Yeah, for sure. Um, and now I have dancers of all abilities from people who use wheelchairs and walkers to able-bodied dancers, and we all just make really great movement. That's so exciting. And what a beautiful, creative response. And like you 
that wouldn't have come up for you, obviously, if you hadn't had your own circumstance to have to deal with. Right. Yeah. So what do you, how do you bring in people of different abilities and guide them through movement? I have in the past um, put out open calls on dance forums, um, disabled arts forums, um, just meeting people and talking with people. There's no really set way to join abilities. It's just, you know, whatever happens in that moment of, oh, meeting someone and deciding if they'd be a good fit. Mm -hmm. So is it a dance company that performs or is it classes or describe what is involved? Currently it's just um, a company that performs. Um, we've done our own show as well as showcases across the Boston area, um, but in the future definitely wanting to expand into classes so that people can learn and grow mm -hmm. in that uh, aspect as well. So how do you know if someone's a good fit? That's a good question. I think it's a lot of um, personality. Um, is there like a passion um, or a strong desire to want to work with different types of people and make different types of movement? Um, that's the biggest one for me at least. And then from there, it's just random little things. So, yeah. Such as? Such as um, how do they move? Are they um, good movers with other people? Are they collaborators? Um, is it a good fit? Um, just working together, those types of questions. So what makes someone, do you think, a good collaborator? Because you're, you're talking about different abilities. Right. Um, I guess um, the biggest thing is just being open um, to try new things. Obviously, in a safe way, would never want to go too far, but um, just say, oh, hey, have you considered moving this way? Or tell me about how you would dance in this moment, those types of things. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so what do you find are the challenges that come up? Mm -hmm. Because I can't imagine, is it, or are there, are, is it that there are no challenges, or I would imagine there are? Yeah, um, I think that the biggest challenge would be maybe frustration. Um, I know, especially within myself, I get frustrated when um, I want to do certain things and my body isn't ready for that yet or ever able to do that. And so just kind of taking that in, um, being... Um, accepting of this is where my body is today, it can still make movement, let's just figure out what other movements that can be made. Mm -hmm. So that people, in people's individual frustration with yeah. their own limitations. Yeah. Uh -huh. And how many people are in the company right now? It varies, but um, right now it's about five or six, so uh -huh. pretty good size. Mm -hmm. That's great. And so how do you go about creating your pieces for performance? Yeah, um, my pieces have primarily been um, about my life. I'm a storyteller when I dance, so it's definitely been strongly inspired by my experiences, whether spiritually or with my family or romantically, um, just different aspects of my life that I want to put into movement. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, for people who have no idea about the choreographic process, like how do you, and I'm sure it's different for each choreographer, how do you create that? Like what's, how do you begin and, and make mm -hmm. it ha happen the way you see it in your mind? I guess um, for me, I like to, if it's 
just me dancing. I try to do it improv, so just in the moment um, and just let my body move with the music. And if I am choreographing with another person, then it's more of a conversation of here is the idea behind it, what would you like to contribute, or if I start to know them a little more, kind of give them um, movements based on how I know they like to move and then kind of back and forth type process. Mm -hmm. So do people also contribute their own ideas to it or yes. they do? Yes. So that's, what, that's part of the collaborative yes. process. Yes. Definitely uh -huh. want to make it open so it's not only my voice but their voices in it as well to tell the story. Yeah. So as a company founder, like what are some of the things that you had to do in order to get traction and get going? Yeah, um, a lot. <laughs> um, I would say that a big part of it was figuring out how to do a lot on a little. Um, we currently don't have funding, so it's all coming from tips that I work in a bar, so hustling hard to make that happen and kind of rationing whatever little amount can make a big thing and also collaborating with different people. I was in business school at the time when I started it and so kind of getting ideas from my classmates and professors on how can I create this operation-wise, marketing-wise and just um, getting ideas from different people to kind of appeal to different types of people. Mm -hmm. Wow, so that's that's significant, you know, to be able to have a kind of an incubator group or right. a mastermind helping you to figure out, well, how do you make this viable as a business? Right. Yeah. So what do you feel like is like the next step in, in your evolution of that? I would definitely like to um, have our own studio space so that we're currently running between um, Cambridge and Boston and to be able to have like a home base so that we can easily just have classes, put on shows, um, and just grow. Um, that's, that would be the next step. Yeah. <laughs> so any ideas of how to make that happen? Probably um, with more funding. Um, that would be my idea, but to be determined. <laughs> uh -huh. So what's available in terms of funding? Is it writing grants? Is grants. it grants yeah. or crowdfunding? Also an idea, um, but I feel like at least for me grants might be the most viable option at the moment, so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's, so running a, a dance company is more than just creating the dances. Right. There's, There's a whole business behind exactly. it. Exactly. Right. For sure. And so what kind of venues have you been able to showcase your work? So our first show was at the Multicultural Arts Center in Cambridge, mm -hmm. which was really nice, a beautiful space and accessible. Um, so that was exciting to have our first show there. Um, and from there, we just did different showcases in the Boston um, area, just networking with other dance companies and also learning and growing from them as well um, with Green Street and Third Life Studios. Um, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, connecting with other people, doing yeah. things. And what, what's been the reception so far? It's been um, pretty great. Um, through getting the name out there and just putting on more shows, people have been inspired and felt that there's the needed space and glad that it exists now. So.
so I'm excited. That's great. Right. Has anyone come to see you and say, I want to be part of this? Yeah, actually. Um, one of my dancers um, was really interested with the concept and so just wanted to immediately join in. Thought, great. <laughs> that's, that's really exciting. Yeah. So what do you think, um, what fires you up about it the most? I think the ability to just have a space for myself and others like me, but to be able to put on work that's really important to me and that's really important to my dancers really gets me going. Um, and also we utilize composers as well. Um, so um, to be able to work with composers um, also fires me up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what's been like the most challenging part of running a company? I think just ensuring that every little detail is set because there are a lot of details um, that go into it and it's kind of easy to overlook some things that could be really important so just making sure that everything is done by the end of the day mm -hmm. yeah and what would what do you think um what does success look like for you what would feel successful or what do you think how do you define it i guess i define success as being able to be proud of the work that I do. So, and I think I'm getting there, so, and already there. You're so. already there, so yeah. you feel successful. I feel a little bit successful, so. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's wonderful. If you were to do something differently, is there something that you might have, hmm. looking back? Looking back, I, could have been a researcher. I have a bio degree and I've done research, so that could have definitely been a move. Um, but at least for now, I'm kind of happy where I am. Mm -hmm. And how, like, I've got to ask this because dancing was something that I wanted to do as a child mm -hmm. and did pursue. And I didn't get support from my parents. Mm -hmm. I was wondering, you went to Wesley College. It's a prestigious place to go mm -hmm. and you decide to start a dance group yeah <laughs> just curious yeah uh, <laughs> no it's a it's a good question and initially um, my family wasn't receptive to the idea mainly because there again wasn't a space for me um, to perform and so they felt like it would just be kind of hard emotionally to just kind of keep running into a dead end and then I felt like or I could create my own and that's how that happened and my mom actually just saw my company perform last month and she was really proud of that and which made me even more determined to keep putting on good work. Mm -hmm. And what's your attitude about the idea of the starving artist because I know that was yeah. a big part of my parents not wanting me to pursue it. Oh yeah it's it's real. Starving artist is real. Um, before I started Abilities, I was actually living in Maine, and I was a part of the Bates Dance Festival and trying to figure out my next moves um, in the dance career. And I had no money, um, but was bartending and figuring it out. And I felt like I was grateful for that time because 
and there's something really inspirational about just kind of grinding hard and being focused on the art so mm -hmm. I'm grateful for it mm -hmm. and still at times a bit starving artist now but um, I'm still grateful for all of my struggles because it has led me to where I am and where I hope to keep going. Mm -hmm. Are you feeling hopeful? Yes. That's wonderful. What's been your biggest inspiration? I think my biggest inspiration is just the people that I work with. Um, to be able to create movements and music with some really incredible people um, that come together to tell this really great story um, is my inspiration to just keep doing more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So do you get from the other members of the company, like, do they feel similarly to you, like, oh, finally there's a space for me? Yeah. Um, I work with one dancer who has a spinal issue and she is excited that there's a place where, oh, I don't have to strain my spine so much. So um, I'm, ex I'm excited to have that space for people mm -hmm. and hope to get even more. <laughs> mm -hmm. What's your vision? My vision is that it just keeps growing and growing, that more dancers and more musicians want to join and um, that abilities is just a no name. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine having an impact that goes beyond New England? Yeah, I'd like to think so, especially since I'm actually originally from Mississippi. So if we can make it down there, I'd be even happier. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that um, this would be inspiring to people in other areas to be able to model something after what you're doing. Yeah. I hope so. Um, there are a couple other um, physically integrated dance groups that are around um, in the country, but to make it more of a known thing everywhere would be great. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. That's neat. So when, what do you think growing up, like when did, when, when did you did you feel before the accident that this was something that was really important for you to pursue? Or was it just later? It was definitely later. It was a part of me that I enjoyed, but I think it's something about when um, kind of that you never realize how good something is until it's gone. Mm. So um, it was definitely you never realized how important the stance Thing was in my life until I could not move the way I used to. Mm. So what, what was the biggest inhibition of, you know, what were you missing the most after the operation? I think just the ab ability to do things on my own. I needed help with everything. Um, and so that was hard. To so you weren't, wa you weren't walking without yes. a walker? Yes. Um, you what else couldn't you do? Um, the simple things like bathing myself and um, going to the bathroom, those you know, essential daily things you don't even think about that it's um, difficult when you need another person to help you with. Mm -hmm. And so did you work with physical therapists or how did, did. You, how did you gain the mobility you have now? I did work with physical therapists off and on throughout the years, and then just like little by little, um, gaining my abilities and 
um, going even further than I thought I could go, especially with dance. So how do you build your strength and build your, I mean, is it strength or flexibility that is mostly the issue? It's a bit of both. Uh -huh. um, and it's just keep pushing myself, whether it be walking a little longer than I thought I could or um, going up a flight of stairs, which I can now do um, finally. And um, just those little things that you just push yourself with. What was the easiest kind of movements to do when you first got back into dancing? I think it would be with my arms, just being able to flow naturally and use added movement and I'm just going from there, arms and mm -hmm. now. What, you mm -hmm. know? So you, lifting your arms right. was possible. Right. It was more being mobile through the space. Right. Uh -huh. That was a challenge. Uh-huh. Um, but little by little. <laughs> uh-huh. And do you have a favorite, um, like you dance to music. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite music to use? So all of the music that I actually dance to is composed um, by different composers. And I think um, for my last show, I did a piece with a great composer, Andrew Cho. And I still um, listen to his music and I'm inspired by that. So. And what, what kind of genre is it? It's classical. Classical? Yes. So is it piano? Or? Yes, a mixture of instruments, which uh -huh. is really nice. Uh-huh. So you had, is, is the music performed live as in the performance? It's recorded. It's um, recorded, yeah. uh-huh. That's but. cool. And so like, how does that work to have music? Do, do they see the dance and then they compose music for it? Or do mm -hmm. they compose a piece of music and then you choreograph? Like, how does that collaboration happen? Um, so it always starts with a conversation of just, um, this is what I'm looking for in this piece. Um, this is kind of the storyline behind it. If I have any musical ideas, um, I might give it, but I usually try to limit that because I kind of want the composer's voice also to kind of speak from that. And he'll, or he or she will send me a section of like a minute or two. Um, I might tweak it a little, choreograph to that, give it back to him, he'll continue on, and then it's just this back and forth process. So it's definitely collaborative. Um, every bit of the way. Mm -hmm. It's nice. So how did you like learn about that? Was it from being up at Bates and seeing people work that way or how did you come up with it? Yeah, definitely at Bates there is a strong emphasis on um, live music and respecting composers and just being able to have music really tuned to what you're doing. It, I felt it was really important and something that I wanted to carry over and whatever I was doing next, which happened to be abilities. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And do you ever think that you'll, you want to bring this work to a, an academic setting such as Bates or some other university? Yeah, I think um, you can always learn um, from dancing and so just being able to perform for universities or whatever institution could definitely be a great opportunity. Mm -hmm. That's great. Very exciting. So I have a box of cards that are attributes of different kinds and it's a wild card pick. I'd love for you to take one and okay. just riff on it, jam on it a little bit, whatever it means to you. All right. Well, I got focus. <laughs> um, what focus means to me would be to I guess just being able to hone in on the goal that you have, long-term, short-term, um, 
whatever that is in life and just figure out how to get there and not be sidetracked by um, whatever might deter you from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you feel like you're doing that? I think so. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, it's an important quality. Yeah, I think so. Um, definitely um, useful for me if ever I need to create some choreography or go over some music to just stay focused and determined to um, get done with it. Well, coffee helps and um, yeah, just keep going and keep focusing because the end goal is usually pretty great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so some things take time right and digging into it right and stick sticking with it and right even if it feels like a challenge because creativity it's can be it's playful but it's also deep work isn't it yeah for sure um but i try to stay on it and stay grounded in whatever creative aspect whether it be in my relationships or and what's going on in the world around me and just kind of stay tuned and focus in on that as well. Well, thank you so much for creating this really beautiful space for people with all abilities to express themselves through movement and, and dance. It's wonderful. Thank you, thank you for having me. You're welcome. So where can people find you online or find about your company? Yeah, you can um, follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Abilities Dance Boston. Beautiful. Abilities Dance Boston. Thanks so much, Elise, for coming on. Thank you. Now, my work as a coach is helping people feel relaxed and comfortable being seen and heard. So whether you're polishing a presentation, speaking in front of an audience, or live on camera, I have a free gift that you can download called the Fear to Fabulous Blueprint, Mastering the Inner Game of Speaking with Confidence and Charisma. And you can get it at www.lindayugalo.com forward slash blueprint. Thank you so much for coming on Women Inspired and be sure to come on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Women Inspired. The show is recorded live in the studios of Bedford TV in Massachusetts. Music courtesy of Sheik Gamin. If you like this episode, please leave a review or comment. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or watch all the TV episodes of Women Inspired with the show notes and links at www.lindayugalo.com forward slash TV.